Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sportsmanlike Conduct Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Argot. Glad to be back here on the show. Uh, it's Thursday, we are less than 24 hours before the NBA free agency deadline. A lot of stuff happened here that we uh, covered on the show today with myself and Steve. Uh, we also got into baseball. We got into why is Shohei Otani so great? The guy continues doing stuff we have never seen before. Uh, he had his 29th homer today. We kind of break that out on the podcast or talk about that on the podcast a little bit late there in the show. Uh, we also talk about uh, the pathetic Mets. We talk about uh, Domingo Herman's uh, perfect game. And uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed this podcast with myself and Steve. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sportsman Like Conduct podcast. I'm your host, Brian Argot. I am here with producer Steve and my little dog. I can't say little dog. Big dog, Biscotti. Uh, he's 80 pounds. I just uh, weighed him the other day, so I can't okay. say a little on that. <laughs> but yeah, man. But uh, man, hey, Steve, we got a lot to get in here to today. Uh, we're going to be talking some NBA as free agency is getting ready to heat up in less than 24 hours. Um, we are recording this at four o'clock here on Thursday and free agency is tomorrow. We're going to talk some baseball in the second half of the show. But man, we got a lot to get to. Um, some interesting news right before we hopped on. Uh, James Harden uh, opted into his deal with the 76ers and is exploring trade options. This is a big twist uh, because, you know, people are wondering, was he not going to opt in or what was he going to do? Um, and, you know, uh, with his guy there, Daryl Morey, and with the 76ers, it was he going to try to find a deal and try to go from there. Um, but no, it seems like he wants to explore a trade. And uh, this this is a surprising news, I think, um, because now it's going to be between like the Clippers and the Knicks. Um, I don't see the Clippers how they would do it. I mean, unless I, I guess, would you think a straight up Paul George for James Harden trade salaries could work? Yeah, salaries would line up pretty uh, well. I mean, I, I I would like that better for the Sixers, to be honest. Yeah, I would too. Um, I mean, especially after how Harden's think... playoff performance this year uh, was not what it should have been. <laughs> yeah, and Paul George is a little better playoff performer than yeah. James Harden is um, we've, that we've seen in the past before. Um, and I think he'll play better with Joel Embiid like there. Uh, I, I just um, – the the Knicks trade packets would probably be better, though, as far as like, okay, there's no one else really on the Sixers that's enticing. Um, at least – it. So a trade of Harden would give Maxi the ball more, which I love. I know I'm sure you love it because you love yeah. Maxi, and um, you know I just want to see that guy with the ball all the time because he's a hell of a player and I think he's just going to get better. And um, now, now, but with the Knicks, they would have a lot more as far as like assets to offer for as far as picks and maybe some younger players in there. I would think an R.J. Barrett would be in that trade uh, again. I would take it like his contract over what potentially Harden would get um, would be better. But the thing is, is like I, the, the one player on the Knicks who like, I don't want, want the ball out of his hands more is Jalen Brunson. Um, we, we've seen him not have the ball when he was playing with uh, Luca and Dallas, you know, Luca's a ball dominant forward who, um, you know, deservingly has the ball, but uh, Brunson easily could play off the ball. But um I, I, I want him to see, I want Brunson to be the guy there in New York. Not, I don't want to see James Harden kind of go there and mess it up. I, I think he will mess that up. And I, I think the, maybe the best route for both teams would be a Clipper trade for like Paul, Paul George. George. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen some yeah. stuff um, floating around the internet about how they're pretty confident uh, that 
that Paul George is going to be like, you know, between him and did they just make a trade? Uh, what was it like Eric Gordon? I think they just picked up to. Uh, no, well, they, they did get Eric Gordon, but he is a free agent. There, um, I saw reports earlier. There's about six teams are interested in oh, him. I didn't see that. Like the Lakers, Grizzlies, yeah, Wolves, and I think Clippers were, were interested in re-signing him as okay. well. But um, for for as far as like the the uh, Harden stuff, man, it's um, I I just don't know what you know the best package would be as far as far as like getting him somewhere because now that he opted in. The it really works out for the Sixers because it allows them to leverage that contract to trade oh, big time, big time, and it works out for Harden too. And the thing really. with, I mean, in a, in yeah, a way, he I don't. Could I get offered more money. Yeah, and today was the deadline, and I'm pretty sure that he waited until today because he was probably exploring other options. And I, and I bet you his manager was just like, you know what, dude, you're not going to be able to get more than thirty five point six. You know, I mean, he's looking for a multi year deal, but. Well, he's looking for a massive deal. That's, That's what I mean. Deal. He's looking for he's a massive extension. He's probably looking for extension. 45 something, whatever. And he, he, I just yeah. don't think he's going to get it. And I think his agent knows that too. So this is just a way for him to, uh, I mean, there was talks. To maximize his money. Right, exactly. Maximize his money. But there was also talks all season and even a little bit last year. We talked about this a little bit before uh, of Houston. Going of Houston. Houston pursuing him. And now they're not even in the talks. It's the Knicks and the Clippers. So uh, it sounds like they're yeah. working pretty heavily with the Clippers. Um, I mean, I just watched the news here and I'm in Philly for all of our listeners here, but I just watched the news and they were saying that the Clippers are, are the top team right now, um, with the Knicks being a close second. So, it, you know, and, and with him opting in, I have to feel like that, uh, Daryl Morey was like, Arden hop in, we'll, fi- or, you know, opt in, we'll find you the best thing, you know, place for you and we'll find something for our yeah. team. I got to imagine that those two have seen eye to eye. They, you know, they apparently they love each other. Um, and maybe Harden just wants to be out of there. That's probably just it. Yeah. Maybe he just wants to be out of Philly. Maybe he's tired of just uh, maybe the chemistry, what didn't work there with Doc, even though he's gone. Uh, obviously, um, they didn't see eye to eye. There was some feuding going on there at the end of the year. But maybe it was just uh, maybe his uh, relationship with Embiid is kind of sour. I was just going to say, I could also see him wanting to be like a number one guy and not the number two. You know, everybody talks about Embiid all the time around here. And Harden used to be, it was Harden, you know, <laughs> like when he was in his prime. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he's he's one of the best players that we've ever seen, like with the ball in his hands. But the thing is, is Harden's not at that point in his career anymore. And I think he saw that, okay, if I go back to Houston, what am I really going to be doing in right. Houston? And the thing is in Houston, man, he like, I mean, if that guy just went there, it's only a money reason. And thing is, is people are always going to criticize Harden for the rest of his career. It's like, obviously you don't care about winning basketball. If you're going to go back to Houston and play on a team that uh, will not be contending at least for three or four years, you know, for at least any kind of uh, role. So um, I, maybe the Sixers or maybe the Clippers are the best th- uh, trade partner for them. Um, I don't think it's gonna be the best trade partner for as far as like what the Sixers Philly, would get in return, yeah, no. but if, yeah. So I mean, um, but then again, you know, Maury's gonna probably send Harden at least somewhere where he's gonna like it and where Maury's gonna be able to get something back in return a little bit. So that that it, it's gonna work out for both of them. Um, if I'm the Clippers, I would run so fast from this. Yeah. <laughs> like um, we've seen uh, James Harden in the playoffs. Uh, if if I'm if I'm the Clippers, I would just you know, man. I know they have so much money invested in all this stuff. I would be trying to just get younger if I were them. They have just so much money. They don't have any assets long-term. Like the quiet Leonard thing is a mess. Uh, who knows if that guy could even stay on the court 
you know, for, you know, let alone 50 games, even in the playoffs. Uh, we obviously saw that this year. Um, he, you know, I forgot he, he tore his meniscus again or something yeah. like that, but you know, everything is kind of secretive with that guy. So for the Clippers, I, I just don't see a hardened trade. You know, obviously that you just signs free agents still. I just don't see that working out. Yeah. Them. I mean, I'm looking at their roster right now. I'm looking at all these salaries. Yeah. I mean, so you got Kawhi yeah. and Paul George made 42 million a piece last year. I'm just trying to compare, you know, right. like you were saying a few minutes ago about doing a direct, you know, almost like just straight swap for, for Paul George. Um, I don't know. We, we need another guard though. That's the problem. And, uh, well, they, they got bones Highland still. Who's, who's there. Um, yeah. I'm not, I, 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 I'm a, I'm bigger on bones Highland than most, uh, um, he, he has, he has a little bit of a, a uh, I'm going to say a big personality problem, but, uh, he thought he was, uh, you know, the bigger guy in Denver and that's, that's why, why they traded him. him. Yeah. That's why he doesn't have a championship <laughs> ring either. So, um, they, they tried, they shipped him off to, uh, to the Clippers. And now I'm pretty sure he had to be wondering, he's like, dang, man, if I would just shut up and been on the bench a little bit more, I'd be sitting here with the ring and running back with a, you know, another chance at winning at ring. 22 years old. Too. But, um, yeah. Oh yeah, he's a young guy, and I think he's really talented. I, th- I think uh, um, if someone could work with him, it's going to be Ty Lue. So we'll see. I do think you'll see a lot more uh, playing time out of him next year. But again, man, I just don't know if the the hardened piece will be enough for those the Clippers. But again, they have to change something up. So I guess this kind of trade might work out for both teams. But who knows, man? We're going to see some some nuclear uh, trades or some nuclear signings here. Over the next few days, I I, I got to imagine this is gonna be a wild uh, free agency and trade de- um, uh, trade time. Yeah, even the, even this next week, you know, like we were saying last show before the sixth, I think we're gonna see a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, you even had the you even have like um, some uh, rumors saying the Lakers are among players for guys like Brooke Lopez and for Bruce, Bruce Brown, Brown, where they could say, they, yeah. they could target them with a non tax mid level exception at like twelve point four million, which for for uh. Brooke Lopez, he doesn't need that. I mean, he's going to get more money, I think, even though he's 35 years old. But for Bruce Brown, that might be very enticing for him because if he signs that, then the Lakers could be like, hey, you know, we'll give you a longer contract, you know, here later. And they're going to bring back their other guys. They want to bring back Hachimura and um, Austin, Austin Reeves. Reeves yeah. They they, they uh, did not do the, the player options for uh, Mo Bamba and for uh, – for Malik Beasley earlier. So those guys have become free agents. And well, um, I'm, re- I'm seeing jo- here, Bruce Brown intends to meet with the Dallas Mavericks tomorrow. Yeah. He they did so, say that too. Yeah. So again, I don't know how much Dallas really could give him for as far as that. Like I do think Bruce Brown's, a, he's a very valuable asset. I, I want to see that guy um, playing more time. Cause it, when he was on Brooklyn two years ago, he was really mm-hmm. amazing. Um, so I, I would be curious to see where he goes or if he does go back to Denver, but I think he wants more of a role and I think he's going to earn a little bit more than what Denver could probably offer um, for offer him. Cause they, I think they have a contract coming up uh, for some guys too, that they're going to be able to need. But um, let's see uh, w- with him, with him there, Josh Hart opted into the Knicks contract. This was a little interesting because uh, he opts into 12.9 million. million. Yeah. yeah. And I, I really thought he was going to get like, I thought he was gonna get like a four year, fifty million. I I was really shocked that he opted into this, actually, because uh, he played really good for the Knicks down the stretch, and him with him being a nice wing, I really thought teams were gonna be pursuing him more. So I was a little shocked that he opted into this, but um, there. And then uh, going back to the Brook Lopez piece, 
Um, this guy is going to be uh, a lot of teams are going to be going after him because he's a, he, he could shoot the three. Uh, he was a top five in defensive player of the year voting. I'm not sure where he finished at. I know he's top five though. Um, and he, he's uh, just really good around the ball and he, uh, he doesn't need the ball in his hands a lot. He can, he can move around and I think he'd be a very valuable asset on a lot of uh, championship contenders. Yeah. It sounds so, like, a, uh, I, I read a thing the other day that said that the, <clears throat> the Kings seem to show a pretty heavy interest in him. Uh, Sacramento with, with that. Yeah. So, well, that could be yeah, interesting. I mean, um, yeah, the Kings are going to be players for somebody They're They are trying to, whether it's going to be them offering Jim, Jim on green, something, um, whether if it will be a guy like Lopez, I, I would I would rather you know try to go all in on Draymond over over uh, Brook Lopez just because Draymond I think is the kind of player that they would need for as far as like facilitation bring some uh, extra defensive toughness to the team because that's what they need is um, that toughness kind of like with Lopez I mean um, it, it could work too uh, but it just would really have to depend on what you're bringing him in at. Because I think other teams are going to spend more money than what I think the Kings would possibly give for a guy like Brook Lopez. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, there, there's uh, going to be a lot of deals coming down. I know we're going to be talking a lot of this on Monday. Um, there, I just uh, the one, the other piece of this too. Kyrie is a meeting with the Suns. You saw that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he met with the he met with the Mavericks. Uh, uh, he met with the Rockets, uh, the Heat, and the Suns. I. Um, if I see, if you could just say a dark horse out there for them, I, I would not be surprised if the Heat would say, hey, man, come here. We're going to trade Lowry um, get, and get that contract off the books. And when they could offer him a they pretty offer size him a contract. contract. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I, you know, uh, I out of every team you would tell me that he would work on, I would say it was the Heat just because of, I, I guess you could say Heat culture. I, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, this is one thing, but man, the, it would be very interesting to see. Maybe they keep the assets that they have, and you know, are able to make another trade instead of doing the whole Dame trade. Um, I know Kyrie's not Dame, but um, and obviously he has a load of other problems. Yeah. But um, to to get him maybe on a cheaper salary because Dame is making a boatload of money, and Kyrie thinks he's going to make two hundred million dollars. Sorry, Kyrie, it's not happening. Uh, you are going to get a lot less than what you are um, think you're going to get, but yeah, uh, a lot, a lot going to be happening here, man, in the next uh, 24 hours. Yeah. And I know once, uh, once it comes three o'clock tomorrow, you'll be hearing like all these teams just signing people oh, and yeah. all that. Um, even though you're not supposed to negotiate <laughs> to, with yeah. people before that, you already know all these things are going oh, down, yeah. and the the NBA tries to you know stop teams from from uh, poaching at players before the free agency deadline even begins but man this is gonna be this is gonna be pretty wild it's gonna be a lot of crazy trades over the weekend where it's just like you know twi- twitter is just gonna be exploding yeah definitely the woes bombs are gonna be happening <laughs> yeah. shams is gonna be like yo jesus see this and man uh those guys aren't gonna be able to sleep for like years <laughs> until until but, july yeah. 6th right <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah exactly well july 6th that's when all the signing can affit they, they officially sign with right. teams but yeah I mean, they can agree to, He'll be able to sleep July 5th tomorrow. and July 6th. He's going to be back on the clock. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No. Well, all the fireworks are going to be going off before the 4th of July yep. for him. So yeah, man. Um, well for all of us too. But yeah. Uh, a lot can be going on in basketball, man. Uh, let's uh, get some baseball, dude. We had a lot uh, happen over the last few days. Uh, and let's, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about it, man. 
freaking uh, Domingo Herman for the New York Yankees delivered the first perfect game in baseball since 2012, dude. Uh, this is the fourth in Yankees franchise history. It's the first time since uh, David Cohn threw one in 1999. And for for the Yankees, dude, um, for, they needed this. Uh, they won three in a row now. And um, he did it just under 100 pitches. Um, this is something that we and you talked about a little bit before yeah, the show. Yeah, 99 pitches. And you had some, in- yeah, and you had an interesting uh, stats about Herman's last two starts. Yeah, so in his last two uh, starts, uh, I looked it up because I was curious. Uh, I haven't really been hearing his name too, too much. In his last two starts combined, he pitched five and a third innings, let up 15 hits and 15 runs. And then he Jesus comes out Christ, and pitches man. a perfect game in his next start. So, yeah, the one game it was like eight runs and the other game was seven runs or something in a combined five and a five and a third, I think it was. So I think he pitched like two innings, wow. one game and three, the other. Um, there you yeah. Go. Well, I mean, he was definitely well rested and, and, yeah. and we do got to say, man, it was against the it A's. The A's. Like, I know. It, <laughs> it's still it was a against feat, the A's, you know, still, you know, it, it is. They, they are a, uh, collegiate baseball team <laughs> and, you know, no, just, just joking. I'll joke aside. It's still hard to do. I don't, you don't care what you yeah. say. What anyone says it's still hard to do, and him doing it under 100 pitches is even a little bit more incredible. Yeah. No but, immaculate uh, innings. Uh, good job. Uh, 99 pitches. That's yeah. 11 pitches an inning. I mean, that's that's, that's hard I mean, to do. The feed, whole man. entire thing it's is going to, you know, his ERA is probably going to drop yeah. so much from that. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, not 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 the 15. No, <laughs> but he's only got he's only year. got like 80 innings pitched on the season. So uh, nine nine of those yeah. innings were perfect. So that's. It's, and he he's a he's a pitcher is very hit or Big miss time. for him. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna spend a whole lot yeah. on him, but good yeah, for him. And then after the game, he dedicated the the perfect game to his uncle who just passed away two days ago. So that was a that was a cool little uplifting uh, fact for for him. But uh, sorry to hear that kind of news. But you know, good on him for delivering a perfect game. Yeah. Um, like you said, he was the first to do it since David Cohn, uh, who did one in 19, 1999. And the other Yankee who did it the year before was David Wells, another uh, good pitcher for the Yankees. Um, that's some positive news for Yankee fans out there who are, you know, going to be judgeless probably for the next two months. Yep. And, you know, looking at that $290 million payroll that they spent on Judge and they spent on Rodon, who hasn't pitched this year for them. And, man, uh, it's just uh, crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Yankees are ha- they're going to have a tough a tough dog days of summer. <laughs> uh, they are, man. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, because, um, they are in the toughest division in baseball. They're right in front of the, uh, Toronto blue Jays and the Orioles are, are, you know, just pulling away in the division and the Rays are just sitting all alone up there at the top. So, um, it, it's going to be really tough. That last wild card spot is going to be very interesting. Uh, come September, um, but I do think the Yankees will be there. I think they have some trades to make. Um, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast the other day, and uh, he always has on his get his uh, buddy from college, uh, Jacko, and he's a big time Yankee fan. And he was just talking; he was just hammering in on the Yankees, like how they have no left fielder, um, they have <laughs> like no guy that could be consistent out there, man. Yeah. And um, well, yeah, dude, like they have two hundred ninety million dollars, and they have no consistent fi- uh, left fielder out there. They, uh, judge is gone and, you know, they have kind of, or IKF in the outfield and just yeah. like all the stuff. And that kind of made me think, it was like, man, it's like, he's talking about the Yankees, but I was like, 
God, you know, me as a Mets fan, <laughs> it's like, dude, I need to hammer it more into the Mets, dude, because I, I think I'm, I'm, I think I let them off a little lightly with all their stuff, man. God, 300, you know, $290 million payroll. Think about the Mets, $352 million payroll, you know, something like that. Uh, you look uh, that yeah, up. I got but, you. 364. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. 364. Huh? 360, 364. Even worse. Yeah. Whew, man. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that because they've been an absolute disappointment and we need to dive into a little bit more of that. But uh, last few things here on the perfect games. Uh, so, you know, uh, Herman did it um, for the first time in 11 seasons, which is absolute crazy. But in 2012, there were three perfect games. The last one thrown before that was by uh, Felix Hernandez, King Felix of the uh, Seattle Mariners. Uh, was an absolutely amazing feat for him. Uh, you know, someone who got, I don't know if he'll be a hall of famer, maybe by, um, taste standards. We'll see, but, um, yeah, six time all-star, you know, AL Cy Young award winner. Um, you know, he won the Cy Young in 2010, uh, with a, he was the first one to do it with a, um, I, I shouldn't say the first one cause I don't know that for sure, but he won it with, uh, like a nine 11 he record led the way for that, that year. year that uh, under 500 <laughs> club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where it was like starting to, you know, he had a fantastic ERA. His uh, whip was crazy. And uh, you know, just the teams couldn't pick up any wins like on those Mariners teams, man, it was just really bad. And uh, he was just a really good pitcher on a really sucky team. And it really started to change the way people thought about voting for Cy Young. And uh, I, I really just wanted to bring that up because, you know, he was an amazing pitcher. Um, he wasn't, you know, for long term, like he he did he's not like Kershaw where he's like you know, uh, like Kershaw's apex was, you know, for like ten seasons. But Felix had like a really good six seven year window where he was up there with some of the best pitchers in the league. But um, yeah, man, he was awesome. Yet another great pitcher uh, for the Giants, Matt Kane, two time champion there uh, with the Giants. Uh, he threw one also in twenty twelve, and you know, man. Uh, Another solid pitcher, like I said, he was a part of the uh, Tim Lincecum, you know, it was him and Lincecum in that first World Series run in 2010. And then he was the ace on the staff when they won in 2012 for the Giants. But um, he, he was, he uh, threw a masterpiece there for um, a perfect game uh, back in 2012. Real, real quick. The other guy. Real, real quick, here's what? a fun fact about Felix. Felix in 2012 pitched five complete game shutouts. Wow. That year. Yeah. That, that is a super rare. Yeah. Like you, you know, when you talk about whenever I think complete game shutouts in like the 2010s, I would just always think of uh, Roy holiday who just, um, just threw complete games all yeah. the time. Damn. But that, what a year yeah, for five him. complete games, five shutouts. I really hope, um, I, I do like that. The baseball hall of fame is one of the, is the toughest one to get into, but I, I hope they make an exception for a guy like King Felix. Um, maybe like, as the adjustments and stuff are going on and we know that pitchers don't pitch like they used yeah. to. I hope that he is, you know, going to be in the hall of fame one day, maybe with some honors at least yeah. or something. Yeah. But, uh, the, and the, the other pitcher, um, who did it in 2012 was, uh, Philip Humber for the white oh, Sox yeah. <laughs> you know, of, of all the perfect games. This is the most, this was the most unlikely one probably. Um, as I was looking at all the names, uh, Humber was a journeyman drafted by the Mets in 2004. Uh, he did it when he was, tw you know, 29 years old, was nearing the uh, the end of his big league career that consisted of 371 innings pitched with a 5.31 ERA. <laughs> man, 
<laughs> yeah, dude, Philip Humper, uh, the second Seattle uh, pitcher to do it that year, unbelievable <laughs> with King Felix. But uh, the most memorable, the most memorable one there would be the King Felix run. And then uh, talking about Roy Holiday, man, earlier, I mean, just got to say it, uh, he did it in 2010 for the Phillies. Yeah. And uh, he was, you know, Doc Holiday, man. That guy was just, God, you know, he'll always be remembered, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, he passed away, I think, about five years yeah, ago. Yeah, he was like, but, he uh, was only like 41 or something when he died, too. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. In, in that season, in, in that season, he uh, led the league with 21 wins. Uh, he th- threw nine complete games that year. Four of them were shutouts, 250 point. Uh, two three innings uh, pitched in a strikeout to walk ratio of 7.3 um, he won a second Cy Young that year I mean just that, that was this amazing year uh, for a Cy Young winner just he pitched general. 67 yeah. complete games in his career yeah and five years in a row yeah. he led the league and, and also don't forget he threw a he threw a no hitter with one walk against the Reds in the NLDS that yep. year too man okay I see but uh, yeah, he was absolutely the uh, incredible man. But uh, yeah, with uh, with Roy Holiday. Sorry, man, I got Siri on, no, the, on the mic over here. <laughs> yeah, he won twenty games that, that year. Yeah, happened. he was just absolutely yeah. led the league in innings. Games. He led the league in uh, hits. But yeah, yeah. No, Holiday was a Holiday was amazing man, and you know, just kind of going back, to, it's just incredible to even throw a perfect game in general. Uh, I. Like I said, I didn't even realize that it's been 11 years since a perfect game has been thrown because we see a lot of no hitters. So I guess every time I think of a no, a no hitter, I'm like, oh yeah, someone threw a perfect game not so long ago because they become a lot more. Common yeah, nowadays it's years. a combined no hitter. It's rare that you even see a, a you know, a complete yeah, a game. complete game one. Yeah. yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, that that is a pretty amazing feat. But um, even against the yeah, pathetics, <laughs> freaking A's, dude. Oh man, they suck. They suck. Um, you know, next I want to talk about, man, uh, Shohei Otani, dude. Uh, I know we talk about him every week, but how can you not talk about him? Dude, as week? we've been talking, I, I, he hit his 29th home run while we were, oh, right good. before we I had a, I had a, oh good. I, cause I had a bet for him total bases over under one and a half. So well, that, that I hope you took he, me over. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> no, I needed it. Cause it was, um, he, he didn't, he had two walks and two strikeouts before mm-hmm. that. So. Wow, I didn't even notice that. Thanks, Steve. He's delivering some good news for <laughs> on the on the podcast. Yeah, he's twenty nine um, home runs. He's three ahead of Matt Olson. Man, yeah, yeah, Olson there, and uh, God, I forgot. He who also else leads think, uh, in RBIs too at sixty six. Wow. Yeah. yeah, the guy's just having an no, he, unbelievable he, year, and he's and he's dude, third in uh, strikeouts in the MLB. Third in strikeouts. He um, some other amazing. Uh, statistics about what happened the other night you know when he hit the two home runs he had the 10 strikeouts uh masterful game there you know man uh like, like you said dude we talked about it before the game or before the podcast uh he's minus 1400 to win the mvp i mean going back on all mvp seasons this guy is just absolutely amazing dude uh did you see that <laughs> there was a thing posted the other day um, I forget who tweeted it out, but in 2012, um, someone tweeted at the Mets, Sandy Alderson to draft this guy right now to go get this guy in 2012. And it was Shohei Otani. No way. A young Shohei. Wow. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Uh, this is a guy who signed with the Angels for like $2.3 million, dude, for, you know, back in 2018 18, yeah. when he came into the MLB. 
after he just dominated the freak, freaking Japan. And now, dude, he's this is three seasons, man, where he's dominating baseball. This guy won the MVP in 21, finished last year fourth in Cy Young voting, finished second in uh, the MVP talk. And what he's doing now, man, it's just it's absolutely unbelievable, man. And you think about like what this guy is doing. He's like, you know, LeBron, Tiger Woods. It's like those are the guys you can compare to. And if you think about who you can compare him to in baseball, like for as much as a phenom as he is, you got to go back to like the Maguire, like Barry Bonds home run chases, man. Yeah. Like this is like the status that he's like. I was going right to go now. a little like, farther you, back and say like a Babe Ruth type. I mean, yeah, yeah, def- definitely like what he's, but Babe Ruth never did but what he, he's he didn't doing. Do what he's man. doing, yeah. No, like as dominant as pitching as he's doing and, and all this, man, dude, the, the guy is, it's crazy, man. Like you just mentioned some of his pitching stats, but you know, he pitched, he got 10 more K's and you know, he had, like say we had the two home runs. He had his 29th today. But, uh, when he, when he, uh, did that start, he was the first AL pitcher to do it since CC Sabathia in 2008. Um, and he was, um, let's see here. Uh, after uh, don't forget, he hit that home run after being removed uh, from the game for having a, a cracked nail. The nail, yeah. <laughs> um, on Osh- on Otani, yeah. dude. And uh, that was nuts. Uh, he, by the way, when he pitches, he's hitting 407 in games this year <laughs> when he pitches a game. It's unbelievable. He's hitting 407. Uh, now, Shohei uh, now has 16 games with 10 strikeouts since he's came into the league. Uh, since the start of last season, sorry. Uh, that's five more than any other pitcher in that span in baseball. He also has 16, 61 home runs in that span. Um, it's just, dude, it's just crazy, man. And then Shohei Otani is now hitting over 300 on the season with 29 home runs or tw- 29. He's yeah, got 29 home now, runs, yeah. 63, uh, 65 RBIs, and including all the majors. His ERA is 2.8. Nine seven that was down. It was up. It was like about three six a little while ago. So he's been absolute killer on the mound, dude. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, just let it sink all in, dude. What we're watching with Shohei Otani, this is probably going to be the year where we're going to be like, damn. Do you remember Shohei Otani going into free agency? And the one thing is, is everyone's projecting him for five hundred million dollars. I saw six hundred million. Six, Can yeah. this guy? Yeah. <laughs> But you know what, man? I don't think he's going to sign for that no. much. I'm going to say it now. I just don't think he's going to sign for that much. I think he doesn't give a flying fuck what he's going to be making. I also don't. I also don't think he's looking for like a ten year deal either. No, I, I, no, I, I don't know what he's looking to be looking for. Maybe he's going to be looking for a six year deal or seven year deal. But the thing is, is Shohei just wants to be the best, and he is the guy. Uh, when you just listen to guys like Buster Olney, Kim, Tim Kirchin, Jeff Passan, they always talk about one thing, how he just wants to get, be a better version of himself every day, dude. That is the one thing about Otani that is probably rare to say about these other guys, dude. And you're thinking, like, how can this guy be better? Like, yeah. you know, he <laughs> he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's one of the best hitters. He is the best hitter in baseball, man. And just watching what this guy is doing, I mean – we're, we're going to remember this year, 2023, when Shohei Otani was in a free agency. This guy was the best pitcher and the best hitter in the league, man. Yep. No one I, no one could have said this year that he was going to do what he he's doing. Dude, his, I mean, last year he finished fourth in Cy Young, and he 
was probably the best hitter in the league last year. His his opponent, his uh, opposing, uh, blah, 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 blah. his OBA, like his opponent, oppo- I can't even talk right now. <laughs> batting average? Yes, yeah, opponent's yeah. batting average. I don't know why that was so hard to say. Uh, is, uh, is 180 okay. this season. Last yeah, year it was 203. Which... The year before it was 207. So he's just getting better and better and better. Yeah, and you know what's even crazier is imagine if he didn't even come out of that game. Like, you know, yeah. what maybe he might have put he might have pitched a complete game because he was so dominant on the mound. But man, uh with, with what he's just doing, dude, it, it is I, I I'm gonna say it right now, like I like I said, I think he's assigned like a four hundred million dollar contract. Again, he doesn't care about I'm not saying he doesn't care about money, but he makes more money from endorsements than he will a salary. Oh, big That's time. just how oh, crazy big he time. is. Big time. I mean, he's the most marketable player in baseball, if not every sport. Like he, I, I, I probably won't say he's more marketable than, than LeBron James, but goddamn, he He'll is be close. Getting close. Oh yeah, I uh, do. I mean, he is already as yeah. close. Like, the, like he's. I mean, you could, who who in football, Mahomes? I mean, he's more marketable than Mahomes. Like, I mean, by far. Yeah. Like, I think more players in the world know who Shohei Otani is than Patrick Mahomes, and you know, and Mahomes is fantastic great and i think he's gonna be here for a long time to stay but um otani's like at freaking tom brady level right now he's at lebron james level tiger woods like among those guys man and he is you know three more years of doing this dude i mean he's an instant hall of famer i would say i'm not gonna call him a hall of famer yet but um i mean i guess if you consider his his japan and um major what he's done in the majors dude how can you not say if he does this for two or three more years that he's not going to be a Hall of Famer? I mean, the guy's going to win his second MVP. Um, he's going to finish at least top five in the Cy Young voting again. Uh, it's just like, man, yeah. what this guy's brought to, brought to the table just already is just, it's uh, beyond something we'll never see uh, for a long time. And he could dude. have another 10 years I, in him too. That's the crazy part. You know, it's not like he's like, the yeah. guy, I mean, just talking about batting yeah. and, you know, what, whatever, he, if he pitched mediocre, um, again, man, I think Otani, um, what he's just, I, I just don't want to take it for granted. Watch every, if you could go to a game to see Shohei Otani in the city you are in, just go watch it because he's absolutely on fire. The guy I got it on Monday night when he, when they were playing, he hit a home run off of a changeup inside and, the, um, and you saw the pitcher's reaction. He was like, how, how the F did he hit that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or he was like. He's, he was like, dude, that was inside, uh-huh. man. And he just whacked it, dude. Like, his bat speed is unreal. His power is unreal. Um, man, and dude, uh, it's just scary when you think about it. It's like, it's literally like watching LeBron James because um, LeBron's is someone who always looked to get better every year he played. And this is what Shohei Otani is doing right now. Yeah. Um, but, man, um, yeah, it's super fun to watch. I hope he makes it. I, and I, dude, I hope the Angels make the playoffs. I hope I'm dead wrong. So, all right, that was going to be my question. You said you don't think he's going to sign for five or six hundred. You think it would be closer to four, but will that be with yeah. the Angels? I, it would not shock me if it is with the Angels. Okay. It just wouldn't. But the Angels need to make the playoffs. They need to. For him, in order to resign, I think it is that kind of situation. Because if he leaves, I. Dude, I would at least say if there's a thirty to forty percent chance that Mike Trout says I need. That's to what I'm thinking. That's I think they're. I don't know. I want to say they're a package I'm, I'm deal, not, but I think Trout's like. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be getting on his last leg with, like you said, if the Angels yeah, don't yeah, make the playoffs, like. And having the best player in the world that we probably ever on seen on your team, and you, you still know, can't do it. Yeah. 
you still can't do it, dude. And and that just goes out to show people in baseball. I have a friend, John, who is like, you know, who says Mike Trout ch- chokes all the time. Mike Trout hasn't been in the playoffs since 2014. This isn't a sport where, you know, you could have the three best players in the, in the world. We've seen it last, last two years with the angels and, and with Mike Trout, yeah. dude, and Shohei Otani, and they've had other good players around them. But guess what, man? You need everything to click. You need your pitching to be good. You need your coaching to be good. You need your offense to be good. Yeah, we're, we're seeing and, it with the Cardinals know, this year. I mean, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, and they're in last place yeah. by a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, my goodness. starting pitching's yeah. not good. Bullpen's not right, good. It's not clicking. Man, it, real yeah. quick, I have, to, I have to say something about Otani because I'm, I'm looking at the stats right now. He leads the league, and he leads the league. When I say the league, I mean the MLB, not – in like 10 categories. Exactly. Huh? OPS, slugging percentage, um, total bases, uh, RBIs, home runs. Um, he is uh, tied for first in triples. He is not on the list for doubles. And then to top it, to top it all off, he's eighth in average. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, and and he's, over, he's over 300 right now. Yeah. And he, he's batting a 309. And then, like we well, said, he can, what, he can go down the list for the pitching too. It's like holy crap. What What's even crazier is his batting average is going up because he was hitting like two eighty. Yeah, he was at like two eighty like something. And now yeah. he's at three oh seven. Yeah. Yep. So, it, I'm really curious to see if a month that's from what now I'm saying. He's, he's getting uh, better and up, better and better. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh man, he he's just figuring the league out, and it's like it seems like it's just coming too easy for him right now. Yeah. Um. Thing is, is do you think? I mean, there's still eighty games left. He could hit sixty home runs. Absolutely, I mean, dude. Imagine if he broke Judge's record. He's on pace for fifty-eight. Imagine I mean, what? Yeah, yeah. Is that is that what he's on pace for right now? He's on 58? pace for fifty. Well, they're halfway through. We're about halfway through. Yeah, I didn't look at their. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Okay. I mean, no, no. Yeah. Just getting curious. I dude. think they've. If he I has mean, a he 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 hits a few home run. Um, he has a few multi home run games. So yeah, I wonder. You know, if the point goes on the season, do they do teams stop pitching to him? They've they've played eighty three games. Them. So they are two games over the halfway mark. And he's got 29 homers. I mean, if so I, if I, if I'm a team and I'm in a situation where I need to win and this guy's coming to bat, I'm walking him. I'm just, I just, Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to let the other angels hitters who, who stink besides trout go and try to beat yeah. me, you know? Right. And just I do mean, that. Set up the double play. Cause, like, you're not, cause after Otani, right. cause trout hits in front of Otani after him, there's really it's no nobody, threat. Right. Like big threat at least, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah. yeah, and there's still six now, games now out of first. It's, not, it, it's just crazy. Although they are catching up. Yeah, I mean, well, Houston, Houston's been kind of struggling lately. So, and we, we, yeah, we, yeah. No, the the Angels have have uh they've done really well um as of lately. Because mm-hmm. remember when I talked, they were just ho- hovering over that like 500 mark. But um, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see, man. They uh they did lose the last two games, but but uh, Texas is. Texas is still like, you know, creeping. Just, still pretty hot. Just yeah. pulling wins. They're, they're scoring runs. That's a hard, that's a juggernaut of an offense yeah. to really try to beat. But uh, yeah, man, uh, let, let's, let's shift. Let's talk. Let's get into a depressing uh, mood here. Let's talk about the New York Mets who lose another series. Have not won a whole series in the month of June. The last series they won was a sweep of the Phillies back in May. Um, and Steve Cohen let the team uh no his um you know perspective yesterday <laughs> yeah. he gave a press conference um i gotta imagine he was holding back a little bit um oh, absolutely. he said he's a very pa- you know i'm paraphrasing here he said he's a very patient man um and he's not going to decide the team's fate until the trade deadline you know he wants to see where the team's at because and i don't blame him man if, if the mets could pull off eight to ten wins which with 
you know, this pitching and stuff is, you know, could be capable of, um, you know, and what kind of moves might be there. I, I would not be, be surprised, man, because you just got you just still got to go back and look at where the Braves and the Phillies and the Nationals were three of the last four years. And you just look at where they're at, man. And it's like, damn, how can we not, you know, how do we give up, especially with that extra wild card spot with how bad the NL is too. Highest payroll in the history of baseball. Nuts. Isn't that crazy? And they're 36 and 44. It is, man. <laughs> so, and, and to go and to looking at it, man, the, the Mets overall in general. So we have the two guys ever to earn, you know, with uh Verlander and Scherzer, two highest annual salaries ever with those two guys. 86 million you know, combined with those two. And it's been, they've been an absolute c- catastrophe. We have Max Scherzer on the mound tonight. Um, has that game started yet? Uh, uh it, yes, it, it did start. The the Mets are in the top of the third. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you guys got to try uh, to avoid Scherzer, the, what do you, is this a four game set? I think, right? Yeah. We won one game it. and we lost the last. Yeah. yeah. So we're trying to split it here. Um, but man, if they lose today, dude, they, they'll split the series, man. And again, this is, you know, they lost a close, they lost a close one again, uh, yesterday. And, uh, it's just like, man, for, for the Scherzer's ERAs approaching four, we have Verlander who has pitched well in some of his outings. We did lose his two, his outing the other day, two to one. So again, like I said, the offense really is the, you know, again, the problem, man, for the, for the Mets, it's, it's the offense, it's pitching, it's. It's all of it. You have Lindor making massive money. Um, I saw something the other day where it was like, um, should Lindor be in the all-star game? And I saw this on Instagram. It was from like talking baseball. And I was like, absolutely not. He's been garbage. And I had someone tweet at me. Um, he's like, you can't, you can't talk about Lindor like that. I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm gonna go back to the comment. Cause it was just, it was just something really funny, man. <laughs> um, it's like, it, so it was a uh, yeah, where where is that? Oh, it said, uh, Travis, I'm voting for Lindor, and it was on it was on the Mets official thing, and I put Lindor is trash, <laughs> and, and dude, I I had people I had uh people saying um just all sorts of stuff, uh to to me. He says he's uh, top five every being top five every year is trash. I'm like, yes, it is. I'm like, this guy is making $340 million. <laughs> he's batting 220 this year. And he's just not lived up to the expectation. He's a great defensive shortstop. Yes. He plays every game. He's been there, but he's batting 223. He has not been good. He's been a big reason why the Mets have stunk. Um, let's see who else. Pete Alonso's, you know, I, like he was carrying the team earlier in the year, but his batting average is bad. He's hitting 223. Him and Lindor are both trying to see who could be worse. Uh, let's see. Uh, who who else? Uh, Brandon Nimmo has been the only consistent guy. He's batting 282 after getting a big deal. Yep. Uh, looting, losing Diaz for, you know, man, that is going to be so underlooked, you know, because the Mets really, th- they they vibe with that guy. I, I'm going to use vibe. I'm, I'm a millennial, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say they really, that guy does bring a lot of swag to the team, man. And I think they get riled up when he is out there. So losing Edwin Diaz the way we did in the World Baseball Classic was, was huge, huge to start the yeah. year. And uh, Verlander not starting the year, um, he was on IL early and he missed a few starts. Uh, that was big early on. Um, but still, man, that doesn't st- still give this offense any you know relief. It's like uh, we have 
Tommy Pham in there hitting uh, 266. You have uh, Marte, you know, hitting uh, 253, dude. It's like that guy's making big money, man. You have Francisco Alvarez, who is a great young prospect for the Mets. He's bad in 216. Daniel Vogelback hitting 217. Like, come on, you got to get some guys in there to hit the ball, man. You can't buy your you can't buy your way into it. That's what we seen, seen with, with the, the Padres. Padres. Yep. They, they just man, got dude. swept by the Pirates they, today. Yeah, <laughs> you see that they were up four nothing. I know. I bet. I bet. Pirates came I bet back. the Pirates up every game, dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just like again, man. It's like the same thing. It's like why not bet against the Pirates? Why not bet against the, the sorry the the Padres? Why not bet against the Mets, yeah, dude? Yep. Until these teams prove otherwise, why not? It's like again, man. I just like until I see the Mets pull off like a five game win streak again, like I, there's just no way you can believe in this team. Uh, the, the bats, they, they just don't come alive, man. They're, you, you know, it's just fool's gold. If you see them s- score seven runs and then they put up duds, I mean, they're not playing a tough team in the brewers, man. The brewers stink. Like this is a team that's barely over 500. They, they have, they have a lot of their own guys. Like you have, they have three, they have three of their top four hitters in the at the top of their lineup hitting 200, 200, and 214. And the Mets can't even win a series against these guys, man. It's just, <laughs> um, man, I, like I said, they're, and they've gotten some quality uh, starts out of, their, out of their pitchers the last few days, man. And uh, right now, as we speak, uh, Jose, Jose Luzardo is throwing a no-hitter against the Red Sox. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, no other way around a bellow for the Red Sox is throwing a no hitter. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, the disrespect, uh, bellow, bellow yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah. But he, no, he's, he's a good Red Sox pitcher, man. I, I like him. He's, he's very solid. He's uh right now he's seven innings through no hits, five K's one walk. So maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll see one of those. And he's only, uh, he's only at nine. He's at 92 pitches. So if he could get his pitches under control in the next inning, I would be curious to see how far we could see from the no hitter today. Yeah, there you go. But um, yeah, but uh, yeah, man, the the Mets dude are an absolute catastrophe. Uh, both teams in New York uh, at that, you know, you had the the Yankees with the two hundred ninety million dollar payroll, and they are um for for why what they were expected to be this year, they've been a catastrophe. And I know the Judge can, thing has hurt. I was going to say, can I just say, Judge has been on the ten day IL for like twenty four days now. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, no man. I was like, we went to that Dodger game the day after he got. Yeah, hurt. it was like a month ago. And uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was like three, three like, weeks what? ago, dude. Um, and j- there is no timeline for Judge to come back. He's supposed to be out for. Uh, some people thought he was gonna be out the whole the year. Whole year, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. So the Yankees are optimistic that he'll be back sometime later on this season. And of course, they're um, never gonna put him on the sixty day or anything like that. They'll just keep him. No, keep no, on the because 10 day, keep the optimism up. It, yeah if he's ready to go. But the thing is, is what moves are the Yankees going to do? What moves are the Mets going to do? Are the Mets going to do any moves to where it improves the team? Mate, if they do blow it up, do they trade Max Scherzer? Max Scherzer said he would waive his no trade clause to go to another team. And did you see, but, they asked Steve Cohen about that too. And he, he's like, I, I'm yeah, not yeah. going to say anything about that. <laughs> they asked him about yeah, he, Scherzer. He's and not going to comment. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not going to comment on it because the thing is, is if they get, guess what? If they get traded to another team, the Mets are going to eat some of the salary. They just yeah. are. They this will and and Cohen, you know, he's and, not going to comment. And what on are you going to get for a thirty-nine-year-old Max Scherzer who's not performing well? You know what I mean? It's like I mean, to a contender, I mean, if the Mets are paying half the salary um, for a guy like Max Scherzer for what he brings, I, I do think that uh, he still brings something. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say he's going to fetch a whole lot of prospects. Is he? He's not going to fetch 
what the Dodgers gave up, you know, two years ago for for him, two and a half years ago for the for him. But for the Mets to give but, him up, like in return for, you know, is that? It, I guess I guess my point two, was, is that going to change their whole season? You know what I mean? Like, no. Well, I mean, if they trade Scherzer, I mean, this is they they've nailed it in. There, that's they've it. Right. Waved the white yep, flag. 100%. Yeah, yeah. They they trade Scherzer or anybody else like that supposed to be valuable to the team. I mean, they've they've blown it up. And I mean, to be honest, man, after naming the guys in the lineup and just no one performing well, I mean, I, it's just on that trajectory. Yeah. I just, I just really don't see it unless like I said, Lindor, McNeil, uh, Starling Marte and Lonzo, those four guys, man, they have to step up, dude. Yeah. They just have to. And it's, it's um, crazy too. Cause those are names. Like we're not talking about like just some random dudes. No. These are like those, st- those names all are all making players, big money. Right, exactly. Be- Besides uh, McNeil, McNeil. who's making, I think, like arbitration money. But man, it's like those other guys, like two of those guys, uh, Marte and and, um, freaking Lindor are on big deals, dude. And they're making massive money. But that's the thing, though, too, man. It's like uh, a lot of this is on Billy Epler, who went out and signed these guys and and didn't plug in any holes. Uh, You know, you kind of go back to last year where the Mets, you know, they were sitting on top of the division. And they didn't make any moves at the deadline. They did they they you know, we're looking at it like, damn, who knew who we both were talking about last year is the Braves being a big threat. I, I told you, man, that the Braves were gonna uh, I think we all kinda of talked about it, that the Braves were gonna overtake the Mets. I saw it coming um, at the trade deadline last year when the Mets didn't make any moves. It's like the Braves, the Braves were just too good to not overtake overtake the Mets. And they did when it came to I think late August or early September. And they overtook it and they won the division and the Mets didn't go out there and make any moves, man. And it, it really is, it's haunting them now because um, last year was their, was their year to get into the playoffs and to try to do something. And if they miss the playoffs this year, th- this whole thing has been a big failure. Um, and I, I can't see Epler returning this year. I just, I just can't buck and, and for, Everyone calling for Buck Showalter's job. Shut no, up. Yeah. This is not on and, Buck and Showalter. Cohen, and Cohen defended him too. He's oh, like, yeah. it's not a, this it's not a management problem. Showalter. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not. These, these guys are all big league professionals. They need to step it up, man. This is nothing to do with them. But, um, I mean, yeah, when, man, when you have Otani, a, a pitcher batting higher than your whole team, it's like, you know, obviously yeah. something needs to change. <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. These guys, like we, like we mentioned, man, the payroll itself, all this. Um, I, I just don't see the Mets turning around, man. I, I think they're going to blow this whole thing up. And I think, I think Cohen's going to be eating a lot of money yeah. on, on this. Um, Cause I, I think he will intend to get some guys out of there. Well, he kind of said, I do that. think sure. He kind of said that in his press conference too. He's like, I, I'm yeah. just viewing this as money lost. Like it, it is what it is. Well, kind of, and, deal, you know, and people forget that he's a big Mets fan. Yeah. Like don't, when he bought this team, he it was a huge Mets fan. So um, for him to see the team going this way, it's really hurting him. Yeah. I mean, it hurts him down, deep down, just his fandom in general. So, um, you know, for him to sell, it would be one of the hardest things for him to do. And obviously money's not an issue for him. So he, he'll eat some of the contracts. Like, I, like you know, a guy like uh, Scherzer, a guy like Starling Marte, I think will be gone. Um, it just I, if a team would take on Lundor, oh my God, I'm praying that. Oh my <laughs> God, uh, but man, I I just don't see a team. I I I don't see any logical team that is anyway taking on that contract. But man, um, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they blew it up and just said screw it. 
Uh, we're going to trade some of our relievers. We're going to trade some of these pitchers and, and just mail it in, go after it next year. Um, they'll just reboot it for next year. I mean, they'll spend, he's willing to spend money. That, that's what he's uh, proven so far in his as, his uh, ownership of the Mets. Absolutely, but, yeah. Yeah, they're still uh, we got other, they're still at zip zip too with the with the Brewers right now, bottom and third. I've yeah. seen so we'll see. We'll 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 see there. We'll see there. Um, let's see. Uh, other news in baseball: Vlad Guerrero is returning to the home run derby for the first time since he won it in 2019. Um, Corbin Carroll is uh, he hurt his shoulder today? Hopefully that's not a long injury um, for them because they the uh, Diamondbacks need him. They're going to compete for the NL West um, or maintain the lead in the NL West. That is, uh, let's see. Trout robbed a home run earlier today. Um, and oh yeah, did you see the um, the the, the uh, Jose Ramirez stole the oh, stole base home. in extra innings? Yeah, yeah dude. stole home in, in yeah. extras in like the eleventh yeah. inning or something. Eighth time that's ever been done yeah. in extras. Yeah, in the tenth inning, yeah, it was done. Yeah. And, and did you see that they called him out? And then they reviewed it, and like, dude, what a oh, move! Dude, he like he like stuck clean. his hand over like this right at the end and just touched the home plate, like just dude, just missed the timing of that. Oh, my the, gosh, the timing of it, and, and then he was the he way went he like this, the... he was walking away like, nope, because <laughs> he knew. Yeah, yeah, because the way the pit, the way the pitcher threw it too, man, it was just like it was a it high, was high. Uh, fastball, yep. uh, so it got away from him. And just that extra little millisecond alone, man, was the just the angle that he needed to to get in there for at home, man. But um, let's see, yeah. Uh, injuries to uh, McClanahan. He left his start early the other day. Um, that that's big for the Rays. Uh, that's also big for our uh, AL Cy Young, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> odds that we we chose for him. So we'll, we'll see there. Uh, we'll revisit the odds uh, again next week. We'll kind of do some updates there for the awards and and everything else there. But um, yeah, man, I think uh. That's all we got for you guys today here on the Sportsmanlike Conduct Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Argot. I'm here with uh, producer Steve. Hope you guys all enjoyed today's episode. Please do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. Um, that's how the show grows. You don't leave, you leave us a bunch of negative stuff. We will try to work on the show to improve it. And uh, do not forget to share it with your fellow uh, sports fans as well. We talk baseball, we talk basketball, we talk NFL, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Sportsmanlike Conduct Podcast. Do not forget to leave us a rating and review. That's how the show grows. And do not forget to share it with your fellow sports fans. Uh, We'll see you guys all back here next week with myself and Steve. We'll be breaking down uh, all the stuff covering the NBA uh, we're talking a little bit more NFL there as we get closer to the season. Got a lot of suspensions going down the pipeline there. And uh, we'll be covering more baseball as well. Hope you guys all enjoy this episode. And do not forget to leave us a rating and review again. Thank you for tuning in.